0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Drone to 1K season 5. I had a little delay here between episodes 8 and 9, but we're finally finishing out episodes 9 and 10. Very excited to have someone on the podcast today who has become a very good friend of mine, Robert Nix. So Robert's from South Carolina, he had taken some drone launch course a long time ago, several years ago, and I don't even remember how we started to chat, but he maybe reached out to me, we would talk, and then over the years we've just kind of kept up and I've seen his business grow more and more. I remember when he first like took his part 107 license and he just kept slowly chipping away on the side, chipping away, chipping away, and has been able to launch this into what is now the majority of his income. And he's doing this full time. So really cool story to hear. There's also some hilarious moments in here. I don't want to ruin it for you, but part of the episode is where Robert is getting assaulted by someone who he thought was the customer or the, the person who lived at the place that they were filming. Funny story, but I'll let you get into it. Great episode to check out with Robert if you are someone who's, again, starting from nothing and wanting to build a drone business. And it's something that could potentially be full-time. Robert gives a lot of great stories tips and tricks as a reminder if you want a free drone Launch academy t-shirt just take the time to leave us an honest review on itunes just go to drone 1k the podcast page in apple and uh, leave an honest review there we're not trying to bribe you to leave us a good review with the shirt it's just a thank you for taking the time to do that so do that screenshot your review email it to me David at drone and I'll forward it to someone on our team. They can get you a drone launch t-shirt as a thank you. Also, something I want to announce, again, if you're listening to this, it's May 1st when I'm recording this. But me and Dusty are gonna be at the Exponential Conference in Denver. Dusty is our drone launch connect community manager. If you're not familiar with that, it's basically we have a community of drone pilots where we do biweekly expert Q and A's with people in the drone industry. We're developing workshops to put in there. So we have a whole bunch of workshops lined up to create for the rest of the year that'll be in there. They're like on demand. I'm doing one of them. I'm doing an airspace workshop on how to figure out what airspace you're in, how to know airspace and sectional chart stuff for the part 107 exam. There's gonna be everything in there from me teaching about airspace to people teaching about agriculture with drones, people maybe with some cinematography tips and tricks, to business strategies for growing your drone business. So we're still locking all that in, but I think it's going to be really good. And on top of that, you can get drone discounts, all sorts of cool stuff, and then there's just the area where you can network with other members and refer jobs, things like that. So you want to check that out. Go to dronelaunchconnect.com. That should be opening up again here pretty soon for new members, so just keep an eye out on that. All right, well, without further ado, let's jump into the podcast here with Robert Nix. All right, everyone I'm here with, who is now my good friend, Robert Nix. Robert, thanks for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me, David.
0: Yeah. So real quick backstory for those listening. Robert, I don't know when the first time you and I met, but I think you took, I'm assuming you took one of our courses and reached out about something and we talked a little bit. This was kind of in the early days of Drone Launch Academy. And then you took another course and I think you reached out about, and we were just talking over email and then we kind of sort of just became friends, and then I think I had you test out a new course. We just always kind of kept in touch, and I got to meet you in person when I was driving through South Carolina last year. So you were just one of the Drone Launch Academy members who I just kind of ended up becoming friends with and trying to help out as much as I could over the years. But I don't know, do you remember when we first uh, talked to each other?
1: I do. I've been flying drones, you know, for a hobby for a long time, Um, but I knew that I wanted to go into it as a business. And so I did a, a search online to figure out how to do the part one oh seven. And that's when I came across your course to get prepped okay. and, and ready. So that's when we first met. You know, me and Robert have just
0: kind of become friends and you feel like you've taken every every drone launch academy course that we put out there. And so you've always been a really great supporter and and I think what I'm excited to, for people to listen to more than anything in this and that I'm kind of most impressed with, just besides you being a great person and, and a good friend is that you have been working at it for a long time and haven't stopped. And you know you kind of had a goal like, hey, I don't want to mess your story up too much. I'll let people tell it. But you said like, hey, I, this is what I want to do. And you just slowly kept chipping away in it and kept working at it until that stuff started to become a reality, which most people, they would work a little bit, things get tough, and then they kind of quit. So I just think one of the things I admire most about you is your grit and tenacity to kind of continue to pursue it. So I'll let you tell that story, but just getting people a little taste of what I appreciate about you. So why don't you dive in and just start telling people about yourself, kind of your background, what led you to first get into drones?
1: I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but I've always loved photography. I've always had a camera and I enjoy taking, you know, nature shots and all that good stuff. I've done portrait photography. I've done wedding photography. But when the drones came out, it was a whole new ball game. So now you've got a camera that you can put anywhere, somewhere that you couldn't go before. And so I started flying drone. Uh, the first drone that I got was a Phantom 3 standard, I think.
0: Yeah. That was my first kind of legit drone too.
1: Yeah. I was so scared. I took it straight up and straight down. I didn't get it anywhere. <laughs> I was afraid that if I took it out, I wouldn't be able to get it back. So I went straight up and straight down. Hey, good,
0: good I, baby I, steps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I, that's the one that I started with and I just enjoyed it and flying it. It was just really cool. And I knew that I wanted to, you know, do it as a business. So that's when I found you, took the part 107 and I've been flying now for probably, gosh, well, I got my part 107 about five years ago, I think. Okay. That's about how long we've known each other, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've been flying actually. Probably closer to eight years, seven or eight years, maybe even nine.
0: Awesome. Do you remember what year you got your Part 1-7 certificate in?
1: Now that I've renewed it twice now, so that's why I think it was probably about five years ago.
0: Tell people kind of your background as far as what you do or what you did for for work and kind of what your initial goals were. Like you said, you're starting to get into drones. What were you doing at the time and kind of what was your hope? Okay.
1: So I worked, well, actually I still do uh, at the hospital. I am a CT technologist. And I've been doing radiology for about 25, 28 years. But I started doing the drone thing in real estate photography part time. I've been doing it part time for probably about four or five years. But recently, May of last year, I went full time doing real estate photography and drone. The way that I made that step was I'm still working what they call PRN at the hospital. So, in other words, instead of working, Full-time at the hospital and part-time in photography, I've switched it. Now I'm full-time in photography and part-time in the hospital. just right. to make that leap. Yeah. And,
0: and with the PR and you said, is that where you can kind of pick up shifts as you want, kind of on an ad hoc basis? Right. Exactly. I remember getting that text from you or when we were checking in or something and you're like, hey, Finally uh, made the leap and, you know, went full time on the the drone or the real estate photography business. And I'm like, sweet. So I, was, I remember being really, really pumped for you. Like you said, you're doing radiology stuff and we're chipping away at it for a long time and slowly getting better with your drone and always working at it and testing things out or trying to get clients here and there. Just great tenacity. So let's let's dive into some stories because I know you got some good stories, too, because I've heard them over the years. Let's rewind back when you first got your 107 certificate and you were going to you know, start to try to get paying jobs. Do you remember if you're running into any difficulties? I imagine it wasn't just super easy at first where you got your 107 and just people were just hucking, you know, wads of cash at you. What was that like when you first started out?
1: Well, to be honest, I was doing the, the low paying, you know, low fruit jobs where they pay you like 50 bucks to come out and take yeah. your $2,000 drone fashion. <laughs> but um, uh,
0: I don't think there's any problem starting there, though, you know, because we've talked about that before. It's like, hey, listen, if you're going to practice anyways, might as well get paid for it.
1: Exactly. And that's and that's what I did. So, you know, I got a lot of work doing that. One of the funny stories. Can I tell you the funniest story? Please. I got a I think it was a drone base job and they gave me an address and told me that it was a gas station. And so I went and was flying my drone around the gas station. Well, they came out and said, you can't do that. I said, well. Yes, I can.
0: Like the nicest, most mild-tempered guy. And I'm just imagining (laughs) this going down and you sitting there standing up. Oh, yes, I can. (laughs) Sorry, keep going.
1: She said, you get off of my property. And I said, okay. So I went and got in the road because that was public property. And I started started taking pictures. And they come running up there and uh, said, you get that drone down and stop flying over my property. I said, ma'am, I said, you don't own the airspace. I'm going to fly over your property. So she starts hitting me and slapping me. While I'm in the air, I of the drone and oh, so that's I the ridiculous. Drone, and they've already called the cops on me, but I got the pictures that I'm dated, and I come down, get the drone, pack it up. And of course I'm gone before the cops get there. I haven't done anything wrong. I mean, I'm flying and doing what I was supposed to do. Robert the Fugitive. Turned the images in to the people who hired me, but it was the wrong side. They were that is at bad. a building. A new gas station right beside that, and that's the one that they wanted, not the one that had been there. That has <laughs> got
0: to be one of the worst drone-based fail stories I've ever heard. Lessons learned. If you're going to fly a job and you're not in contact with the person on site or the customer, you better make sure you got that address right, or you can clear up any clarifying questions before you get out there. Well, that was a lesson learned the hard way. How much did you get? Did you go back out and shoot the right property after that?
1: I did. I did. Okay. And I think the job they,
0: paid $50. Did they see you come back out there to shoot the other property? I tried to hide. I would too after being assaulted. Well, you got your 50 bucks from that. You were just doing drone base jobs or any other kind of drone networks you were signed up with or trying to get jobs from at that time?
1: I don't know when I signed up with them, but I know I've been with Drone Base, I've been with Drone Genuity, and I've been with Droners.io. I've done mm-hmm. for each of those. Let's just kind of filler type work, you know.
0: A lot of people try to start with drone job networks just because especially when you first get your license, certificate, whatever, most people don't have some type of built-in base of clients. So, you know, it's a decent place for at least for them to get their feet wet. Which one of those that you were a part of did you find the most fruitful or did you like the best?
1: I haven't really done a lot of work for them, but drone genuity, I think, okay, is probably the best. Drone genuity, for one, just seemed like they, they had a, a better payout. Um, like a hundred dollars instead of $50. They just seem like they were more professional. And
0: I think it depends on where you are too, right? Like, you know, some locations get a lot of action. Some people say, I haven't seen any jobs. So sometimes they can just depend on where you're at and what the jobs are. All right. So moving on, you got your license, your certificate, you're messing around with drone based jobs, trying not to get stabbed and trying to take, <laughs> you know, snoop on other people's property. What was your first paying client outside of the drone job networks? And how did you end up landing
1: that? Well, to be mm-hmm. honest, it wasn't uh, a paying job, but it led to more. I wanted to do real estate video, mm-hmm. so I just reached out to a real estate agent and asked if I could come and do, you know, a free video for him. And he was my first client, and he allowed me to do that. And I got did. Did he- you
0: have a previous relationship with him or no?
1: Oh, okay. So I just old college Just reached out and asked him. Old call. Said, yeah. So we did that. Was that that
0: received well? Because I know a lot of people are like terrified to make cold calls. Like, oh, I just, they're going to think I'm bugging him. They're like, how did it go?
1: It went well. It went well. And Mm -hmm. he's one of the nicest fellas that you'd ever want to meet. Um, but yeah, well, he said, I've got one in pickings. If you'd like to come go with me. And I said, sure. So that's when we first met and he's given me several jobs since. Of course, the first one, you know, was, was free as I promised, but I did the drone, I did the walkthrough video and turned out great. Still one of my favorite videos to go back and look, you know, to see where I've come from and how I got started.
0: All so you did that one free one when that led to some paying jobs. What, uh, what kind of work do you hire you for in the future? Was it just real estate video or is it doing photos, drone video? Like what did it lead to?
1: Mostly I've done real estate video, well, for videos, flyover tours and stuff like that. But I've also done drone construction jobs. I did one for BMW. Well, oh, cool. Probably back. 18 months, I think it was, until they awesome. didn't get me anymore. I've done, I'd say, maybe two or three different construction progress jobs. I'm actually doing one now, but I one once a week. The most unique job that I've had, and I went, I just got in last night about 12.30. There is this guy who found me on Google, and he changes the lights in the parking lots around the huh. area. And so what he wanted was some drone pictures and video to show the before and after, and so uh-huh. I've been driving to Charlotte, been driving to Columbia, been driving you know two or three hours to get to these lots. He just recently gave me a, a list of about eleven parking lots, and I'm wow. almost done with those. But I've been working on that for about a month now. Cool.
0: So. And there's so many interesting <laughs> businesses that people get into that you would never even have thought of. You know what I mean? There we go. It's true. Really, anybody who has a business or they do anything outdoors you could get contacted for. I remember when we were doing our little drone to 1k experiment where we like started a drone company internally and messed around with advertising and stuff just to show people like, hey, if you were to start from scratch, here's how you do it. One of the people that hit us up was a a tennis court resurfacing company. And they're like, hey, we want to show the process of how that works and before and after. So really it's like anybody who has something to show off outside it's any decent size definitely could benefit from the drone video, drone photo stuff for marketing. That's awesome. Now they kind of cut your teeth with all the, you know, practicing and Did some free work and build up a client base that you can work from now. What's your primary jobs that you do? Is it real estate or?
1: Real estate. Yeah. Surprisingly, I I do still get a lot of calls for drone work. Uh, Mm I just like to say, I got, I did one last week for a new shopping center that was put in, in Anderson. They wanted some aerial photos. Uh, Okay. so I I do still get a lot of calls, you know, for drone work, but I'm actually reaching out for real estate and Uh i'm using the drone for the like i say the flyover tours Uh but I to have a gimbal you know to be able to do the interior video as well plus i do the real estate photos and all that
0: for these people that are finding you for the drone stuff how are they finding you they're just finding you online or through google or
1: what on google i've asked them i said how did you find me so well i just did a search for a drone operator in the area and found me so that was that was good for when
0: clients find you on on Google or find your website. How did you get that set up to where they're starting to find you?
1: Well, to be honest, I'm not really sure, but I'd love to do the same thing for my real estate site. I know that I've got the Google My Business set up and I've Mm -hmm. got reviews on there and tried to put in some keywords on my website for them to be able to find me in the search engines. I think that probably one of the biggest things that, that helps me is that I have the actual word drone in my website which is what is is your website re drone sc oh okay i have re drone sc but then i also have re imaging sc because some people said they thought that with the drone being in the name that that's all i did yeah i actually started to now i have the imaging which you know shows that i'll do everything
0: i don't know how much you're comfortable sharing but maybe can you walk us through like your progression of like did you know all right I want to have X number of jobs coming in or this much in average monthly work before I quit to go do, try to do this full time or what did the kind of growth look like over time for you? And I know you you were really good about easing into it and keeping it going for a long time. What did it start at? And then how much did you feel like you needed to get before you made the switch?
1: I only made the switch in May of last year, so it hadn't been quite a year yet, though I really don't have the answers for that. I just know that I was making, I know you sent me that plaque whenever I started making $1,000 a month. Yes. I was making well over $1,000 a month. I mean, sometimes I was making three, $4,000. The way that I did it is that I compared what I was making at the hospital with what I was making in real estate. So, well, if I can make what I'm making now in real estate, no, it may not be enough, you know, to support my family, but I can pick up you know, a couple, three days at the hospital where I need to, to make up that difference, which has been working, you know, for like I say, about the past year. So. Nice.
0: Okay. That's exactly what I was curious about. Just like, what was your thought process as you were making that switch? Some people have a goal. Cause you know, I remember when Dominic Wilkerson, who's the, our real estate photography video course instructor, he talked about how he had like, all right, I know I can do ec- like one house for certain amount of money. And I know I need this much to survive monthly. And so he's like, you know, if I can just do two houses a week, then I'm good. You know? And so he had that kind of calculation in his head. I didn't know if you had a similar kind of thought process, but it sounded like you did, but with thinking about, all right, I can do this. And then I've got, you know, maybe I can pick up a shift at the hospital if I need to fill in a gap every once in a while or, you know, whenever I need to. But yeah, I do remember you a while ago, you, you crossed that 1k per month mark. And for those listening, Robert got a a nice special plaque for being in our 1k club since he, His first thousand dollar month. So that's awesome. So it's it's really cool to see that even though you had your full time job, you kept chipping away slowly at it and were patient with it. I think that's the biggest thing. Some people feel like everything's going to happen overnight, you know? And with any service based business, it's all relationships and marketing and actually being good at what you do. You know, if you have those things, then it'll work eventually. As you're growing your business, what would you say is the hardest thing that you've encountered? Is it learning how to get good with the drone and the gear and the editing and all that stuff? Or has it been getting clients or building yeah. relationships? What's been the hardest thing?
1: For me, it's been getting clients. Um, I'm terrified of cold calls. So that one guy that I was telling you about, uh, that was a blessing in the fact that, you know, he allowed me to come and do that. And I've slowly gotten more courage than what I've had in the past. Can pick up a phone and make a call, whereas before I couldn't. But the marketing is the hard part for me. I mean, I Um, enjoy doing the fly and I enjoy doing the photography, but I guess I'm an introvert when it comes to, and the
0: kudos to you for getting out of your comfort zone and calling people and, and making it work. You found it easier over time to, to make those calls and reach out to people as you get kind of more reps and experience in. Right. Yeah. Do you have any marketing horror stories where you've tried to call someone and they've freaked out on you or something?
1: No, but one time I went to an open house and I guess I got there maybe about five or 10 minutes before it started and I had the time wrong. But anyway, I knocked on the door. The realtor was in there and she came in a hurry because she was trying to get everything ready. I didn't know Mm -hmm. it was the wrong time, but she came and I introduced myself and she just turned and walked away. Just left me standing there. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Well, that wasn't very nice, but. Wow. Yeah. But if
0: you had said, oh, I'm interested in looking at this house. I'm in the area looking to buy. Oh, yeah. I wonder I if see. she would have done the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. She just yeah.
0: started there. I'm looking to buy. Oh, actually, never mind. I already have a house,
1: but. I think you told me this before. How many no's do you have to go through before you get to a yes? So, yeah. true. You know, just mark it down and kept on going.
0: Yeah. You know, it reminds me, I'm reading this book right now. Maybe I would recommend it for people. I think it's called three feet from gold. It's really interesting. I'm like, I don't know, maybe halfway through it, but it's a lot about, what it's about, right? It's like a lot of people uh, end up quitting right before they get to whatever tipping point would cause their success. A lot of people just have to hear a lot of no's before they get some yeses. And it's funny, the book, it basically talks about interviews with a lot of kind of successful businessmen and women and a lot of the advice in there. It's told from the perspective of, you know, some guy who's trying to write a book and he's, you know, keeps getting Beat down with different uh, no's and obstacles or whatever, but when it's like a bunch of book publishers reject him and tell him no, all these successful mentors of his are like, "Hey, that's awesome! Congrats!" And he's like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, now that you've got the no, you've got that out of the way, and you can like keep moving on, and you're just like one step closer." He was like, "That's confusing," <laughs> but uh, I think it's a good perspective to have, right? Because um, you know, there's all these people out there out in the world, and to assume that all of them are the perfect client for you, it's a inaccurate way to think, but an accurate way to think would be like, Hey, two out of every 10 people or one out of every 10 people is going to be my perfect clients. I got to find my people, you know, and so to find them, you got to weed through all the people who aren't your people.
1: I will tell you one thing that I've learned over the years too, is not to take it personal. It was not yeah. personal. I mean, it's just absolutely not personal. It's like the, the lady who was annoyed because I showed up a few minutes early and then I just wanted to sell her something. You know, she was annoyed with me, but it wasn't personal. I didn't take it that way. so.
0: Yeah. And that's good. And that's, again, I think you've learned that over time too, because she doesn't, she doesn't know you. It's not like she knows you and it's like, oh, I don't like Robert. You know, she just, you're just some guy right at that point. Exactly. Yeah. If you were going to advise someone who's just kind of, there's a lot of people listening to this who are thinking about diving into the drone business or starting their own thing, or maybe they've got something and they haven't had much success. Maybe they do, I don't know. But you were going to talk to them and you were one-on-one with them. And they're like, hey, Robert, just, I need some help, man. Give me some advice and some encouragement, or how do I, how do I get this rolling? What would you tell them?
1: I guess I would say, don't give up. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. I made up my mind that I was going to do this and I knew I was going to do this and I'm not going to give up. I didn't give up. I would say, get your part 107. And then I would say, get your website, get your Google My Business, and then just do out and make a cold call or send out some emails or whatever, but reach out to somebody that you want to work for and say, you know, let me do this for free or let me do it for half price or whatever to get your foot in the door and then start asking for referrals.
0: Man, the whole business plan right in a nutshell right then. Right. Robert's available for consulting calls, $1,000 an hour. You can, you know, <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's fantastic advice. Honestly, it's what you did, right? And exactly. You're doing it full time. And I think people you have to decide too. I'm just thinking about this as listening to you and just thinking about other people. Is this what you want? A lot of people just want the easy thing or the easy way out, you know, and there isn't a business that exists out there where you're going to be working and making any type of money. That's easy because if it's easy, it's only easy for a little bit until it gets flooded and then it's either impossible to you do business or you're competing with tons of people and you're not going to make it work unless you're the one working harder than other people. So it doesn't matter if you're getting into selling pallets or flying drones or doing anything.
1: That's one thing I heard the other day. Somebody said that being in business is like sixty percent doing the back end stuff or seventy percent, you know, chasing down invoices or trying to do marketing and this and the other. And then the thirty percent is doing what you wanna do, which is your own. Yeah. So you have to take it all into consideration. But, you know, I enjoy Obviously I enjoy flying the drones and I enjoy doing the photography, but as I go, I'm learning that there's more to it than just that.
0: You nailed it. Cause if you don't have marketing and sales and a good system down for actually running the business, then you're not really gonna have many people wanting your service. You know what I mean? Where you're going to get maxed out really quickly so yeah there's a good book on that called uh, the e-myth i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but it's a little bit more of work kind of like working on the business versus working in the business so it talks about like a baker and they're like baking cakes but they just feel like they're always pulling their hair out because they're not actually designing a business they're just they think all i gotta do is bake cakes but if you want to have a business it's more than that you got to learn how to do all the other stuff where can people find out more about you Where can they see your work and hit you up with all the questions?
1: As I mentioned, I have two websites. I started off with R-E-Drone SC. And Mm -hmm. the way I came up with that name is I knew I wanted to go into real estate. So R-E is for real estate. So it's R-E-Drone SC. So that's for real estate drone in South Carolina because that's where I live. So you can reach me at R-E-Drone SC or re Imaging sc re imaging is really geared more toward the real estate photography and the re drawn is really geared more toward anything else drawn really such as construction progress or whatever
0: and then do you do any uh social media
1: i do i have a facebook account and an instagram account and i think they're all by the name re drawn sc or re imaging sc for Facebook oh. and Instagram.
0: We'll link those up in our notes to the show, or you can, if you're just listening to it, you can go type it in since you heard it. Robert, thanks for coming on. And I'm glad we got to do this finally. I remember when you crossed your thousand dollar mark for the first time, I was like, oh, hey, you qualify to be on the show now. Let's get you on the show. And then we never made it happen. And then you quit and went full time or, you know, partially quit, and went full time. And I was like, oh, sweet. Now I got to get you on. And then I had heart surgery and all this other stuff happened. And now finally we're, we made it happen. <laughs> So I'm glad to finally talk to you and get you on the show after all this time, man. But appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me, David. I'm, you've been a good friend. And you. I want to tell everybody before you go that you have a passion for what you do and you've got a good heart. I remember the times that you used to sit and talk with me on the phone for sometimes an hour or more, just helping me. So anybody's looking for a good friend, you are. <laughs> well, thanks, Robert, man.
0: <laughs> Back at you, dude. I've appreciated you and, you know, getting to know you over the years and, again, your consistency was still pushing at it. And as people can probably tell from just listening to you, you're an awesome guy. He's real kind. It's been great getting to know you. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Robert.
1: All right. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that
0: episode with Robert Nix. As you can tell from the podcast, just a really kind person. If you want to reach out to him, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to chat with you for a sec or respond to your message. So Robert's just been a, a good friend. So I'm glad he was able to finally come on the podcast and share his story. I also remember the first time he crossed his. $1,000 $1,000 a month mark, and I was like, oh, cool, we can have him on the podcast. And then he took it full-time, so I was really stoked to be able to have him on now. I was gonna mention this on the beginning of the episode, but I forgot. If you want discounts on any of the Drone Launch Academy courses, there's a special webpage for listeners of the podcast. It is dronelaunchacademycom slash d one DroneLaunchAcademy.com/d1kdiscount or discounts. I don't remember if there's an S on the end of it, but you can try both. That should take you to a page where it unlocks a few coupon codes for some of the courses if you want to check that out. So jump in there if you're looking to take any courses like getting your Part 1-7 certificate, roof inspections with drones, mapping, aerial cinematography, any of that good stuff. we got some courses in there for you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we do have episode 10 already done. So if you're listening to this, Right when the week it comes out, just know episode 10 is right around the corner. So I'm excited to uh, do that for you. And then we'll start filming for season six here, hopefully pretty soon. So thanks again, everyone. Take care.